What's up, tribe? This is Coach Nadine. I'm going to be going over your group class programming for the week of August 8th through August 13th. So let's just jump right in. All right, Monday, we are starting off with our sprint workout for the week. So it's going to be an alternating every three minutes for 18 minutes, so a total of six sets. On the odd sets, you are going to start with a 50-meter dual kettlebell or dumbbell overhead carry, then go directly into a 100-meter sprint at max effort. Then you're gonna walk back in, whatever time is left on the three minute clock, you get to rest. And then on the even sets, you were gonna start with 10 unbroken ring push-ups directly into a 100 meter sprint at max effort, walk back in. And then on that next set, you're gonna start with that 50 meter dual kettlebell or dumbbell overhead carries, just alternating which movement you're starting with, but every time you are ending that set with a 100 meter sprint. On that dual kettlebell or dumbbell overhead carry, you are gonna have either two kettlebells or two dumbbells pressed up overhead, really focusing on keeping the elbows locked out nice and close to the ears and a nice tight core position on this too. A lot of times when we go up overhead, we tend to get this arch in the lower back and then that tends to put stress obviously on the lower back. So we wanna focus on is keeping those hip tucked, core nice and tight, kind of crunched down. And then again, keeping those elbows nice and close to the body, just or nice and close to the ears to try and keep the shoulders in just a good, safe position. So we're walking 50 meters. It'll be 25 meters out, 25 meters back. When you get back in, you're going to put the weights down and then go right into that 100-meter sprint. If you're someone that has kind of limited shoulder mobility and we can't press or hold both dumbbells or kettlebells up overhead, then we are going to do 25 meters with one dumbbell or kettlebell up on the front rack, the other one up overhead, and then on the other 25 meters back we're going to switch so one so the other dumbbell that was or the other dumbbell or kettlebell that was on the shoulder is now pressed up overhead and the other one is on the shoulder so that's the option if we can't hold both up with good position and without pain on those even sets again 10 unbroken ring push-ups this should be at a fairly tough angle um, but you should be able to obviously complete them unbroken every single time um, we want these sets to be pretty quick pretty fast but obviously not super easy to the point that you feel like you're not really even getting any pec activation um, so I would say probably moderate, moderately challenging um, as far as the body angle goes on that one. And then again, going right out into that 100 meter sprint. So very upper body and core intensive on the first two movements every time. But then the sprint is obviously going to be very lower body intensive, very lower body explosive focus on that one. So the movement before the sprint really shouldn't impact your ability to get up to speed and really push that pace on the sprint. All right, when we finish that up, we are gonna go into week nine of our dumbbell Z press and ring row progression. So this week we are upping it to four sets. We've been doing three sets over the last eight weeks. This week we are doing four sets of six unbroken dumbbell Z presses at a 20x1 tempo. No rest directly into six unbroken ring rows at a 20x1 tempo. Rest one minute in between your sets. So again, four sets on this one. Obviously as the reps go down, ideally we want the weight to increase on that Z press or the body angle um, and the body angle on the ring rows to decrease. So if you've been sticking with, for example, 15 pound dumbbells over the last three weeks with your Z press, try 20s this time. Even if you can only hang with 20s on the first two sets and then that those last two sets, you have to drop down to 15 to be able to do the six unbroken and maintain that tempo, that's okay. 
we want to be able to really try and kind of push that weight because that is how we are going to be getting stronger and how we're going to be really just improving with this too. Um, if we continue to just stay within our comfort zone, we're not going to actually build the strength that we're really looking to build with this. And then with those ring rows too, challenge yourself. Try and get like parallel to the floor if you can on that first one and see if you can get all six reps. If you are getting to the point where you're at like rep four and you're like, I'm not going to make rep five, just walk your feet back and finish up the last two reps and then you know on that next set that start with the feet back just a little bit more to make sure that you can get all of those reps but it should be tough it should feel like you maybe have one or two more reps left in the tank um so if you finish up that first set and you're like i can easily do up to 10 12 reps with this then increase in weight or decrease that body angle that's a good indicator of um kind of where you're at with that and if you can um progress on that movement all right, moving on to Tuesday. This is August 9th. So we have a power explosive based workout for the, for today. It is a four minute on, a minute and a half off for three sets. So you're going to be starting with eight single arm dumbbell devil's press, going into 12 single dumbbell goblet hold reverse lunges, and then finishing up with 60 single unders or 40 double unders. You're going to be picking up where you left off each round. So rotating through those three movements for four minutes, when the four minutes is up, you're going to stop where you are, rest a minute and a half, and then pick up where you left off. So with that dumbbell devil's press, so some of you guys that have been with us for a while um, might have done this one before, but if you haven't, it's probably a fairly new movement. So you are going to have one dumbbell. The dumbbell is going to start on the floor. To start the movement, you're going to hinge over. So your hand is grabbing the handle of the dumbbell. And then you're going to jump the feet back and lower down to the bottom of burpee. So the chest is going to touch the floor all the way. Then you are going to press up from that position. So like a bottoms up push up, press up to the top of a plank, keeping that hand on the handle of that dumbbell. You're going to jump the feet wide so they're outside of the hands or that dumbbell. Swing the dumbbell in so that dumbbell is going to come in almost like a kettlebell swing. And then you're going to snatch it up overhead and that is going to be one rep. As you lower the dumbbell down, you're going to switch hands, so the dumbbell is now in the other hand. That hand is gonna place it down on the ground, and then you're gonna go into the next rep just like you did. So again, jumping the feet back, lowering down to the bottom of the burpee, pressing all the way up, everything comes up together into that top of a plank, like a bottoms up push up into the top of a plank, jump the feet wide, and then you're going to swing that dumbbell in between the legs like a kettlebell swing, and then snatch it up overhead. That's gonna be two reps, so you're alternating hands every single time so it'll end up being four reps on each side eight reps total um the modifications for this one so if you have trouble with jumping or you have any type of impact issues then we can do a strict dumbbell devil's press where you still hinge over grab the handle of the dumbbell with one hand but instead of jumping the feet back and kind of like plopping down you're going to step the feet back go into a strict push-up press up step the feet forward and then go into that snatch so that would be the option if you have trouble jumping or any impact issues um if we have issues with kind of mobility just being able to jump the feet wide um, or any issues as far as hinging then we can elevate the dumbbell or the hands on plates just so then it kind of just elevates the upper body up just enough where you do have room to step the feet wide and have the heels on the ground because that's going to put you in just a much better position to be able to snatch that dumbbell up overhead safely um, and then if we're someone that just going all the way to the floor on that just causes a lot of issues um, with the back shoulders anything like that then we can stick with the down up devil's press where we're not actually going into that full push-up we're not actually lowering all the way to the ground so that would be um kind of the last scale option for that
All right, with those um, single dumbbell goblet hold reverse lunges. So you're just gonna be holding a dumbbell right up at the chest in that goblet position, and then you're alternating legs, stepping back in that lunge. If we do want a little bit more of a challenge and we have pretty good shoulder stability and core stability with this, we can hold the dumbbell up overhead and perform an overhead dumbbell lunge. So it'll there's 12 reps of the lunges, so it'll be six um, lunges holding the dumbbell up with one arm, switch arms, six lunges with the other side. Um, and that would, so that would be the progression up from that if we do want a little bit more of a challenge. And then obviously 60 single unders, 40 double unders, you guys know that one. All right, when we finish that up, we are gonna go into week nine of our goblet squat and kettlebell swing progression. So three sets, one minute max rep kettlebell goblet squats at a two, two X one tempo. So two second down, two second pause at the bottom, explode up and then one second pause at the top. If you have not increased your kettlebell load over the last four weeks, this is the day to do it. Um, unless obviously increasing pushes you into like a bad position and it doesn't feel good and you're feeling pain, then obviously don't increase. But if you've been kind of sticking with that same weight, over the course of the last four weeks or longer, it, this would be a good time to really try and kind of push that and go up and wait. If a if going up from, for example, a 26-pound kettlebell to a 35-pound kettlebell or a 35 to a 44 is just too big of a jump for you and you don't really feel comfortable with that, then we can grab a dumbbell. We can grab a dumbbell and hold it right up at the chest, same type of goblet hold position, and you can um, go into that movement with with the dumbbell for this one too. Just increasing that load is going to just help build the strength of the legs and just create a little bit more of a challenge and a little bit more of a progress, progressive stimulus on this, um, which is really kind of what we're looking to to build with this too. And then no rest after those kettlebell goblet squats. You're going to go right into those Russian kettlebell swings. If you guys have not been keeping track of how many reps you've been, you've been getting each week on your swings, I would really try to start keeping track of it just because ideally we want to try and get three to four more unbroken reps each week if possible. So again, progressively overloading the body and just increasing that intensity and that volume just a little bit each time. Rest two minutes or until full recovery, and then you're going to do it again. So three total sets of this one. All right, moving on to Wednesday. This is August 10th. So we have our more kind of sustained workout for the week, but we did actually kind of swap up the rebuild and the move for today. So uh, I've been talking to a lot of you guys and I know a lot of you guys have been having a lot of trouble doing the strict pull-up and push-up progression after the workout, which is totally understandable just because usually when we do have those weaker um, movements or weaker muscle groups or just those really strict movements in general, when we're fatigued and we're burned out, it's just hard to be able to kind of generate any type of force really from those muscles. So it's a little bit different if you're doing anything that's kipping because you can use other muscle groups to help you out if you're doing like kipping pull-ups or something like that where you're swinging on the bar or a kipping toes to bar or something. But as far as when the back and the shoulders and the arms just burn out, if you're doing strict pull-ups and push-ups, you don't have much to kind of help assist with that. Um, so we kind of switched everything up this week and not everything we switched up today, um, a little bit. So we are going to actually do the rebuild first today. So we are going to start with week nine of our strict pull-up and push-up progression. So it's going to be every two minutes for 12 minutes. It's going to be a total of three sets this time. So intervals one, three, and five max unbroken primal push-ups, and then intervals two, four, and six max unbroken primal, primal pull-up. So again, anything with the word primal in front of it refers to three position and just really breaking down the movement. So those primal push-ups, one rep is one unbroken complex of 
three top to 90 push-ups directly into 90 to the bottom, back up to 90 push-ups, and then directly into three full range of motion pull-ups. The goal um, the last two weeks was to try and get three unbroken complexes. Um, I don't think anyone got three unbroken complexes. So I would say try and make it your goal to see if you can get at least two solid unbroken complexes every single time with this one. If you got two unbroken complexes the last couple weeks, um, if you were here for it, then see if you can add a third unbroken complex or at least get into that third unbroken complex today. Um, so that would be the goal. So ideally you want to try and add another unbroken complex each week. I know that can be really difficult. So definitely scale these a lot more than what you're used to, to allow you to be able to get more time under tension with this movement while maintaining good position and control. Um, with those primal pull-ups, same type of thing. You're going to be starting hanging from a pull-up bar. So three bottom to 90 degrees with the elbows, three from 90 degrees with the elbows to the chin over back to 90 and then three full range of motion. The goal on the pull-ups the last two weeks was to try and find um, a variation or a scale or like a scaling option that allowed you to get at least one unbroken primal pull-up. If you were able to get one unbroken primal pull-up, which I think everyone did, everyone scaled appropriately. So I think most people got around one to two of those. Um, and then the goal would be to add another unbroken complex each week. So if we got one last week, see if you can get two unbroken complexes this week or at least get into that second unbroken complex. Um, and then, it, like I said, same thing with the push-ups. Try and scale it a little bit more if you need to to allow yourself to be able to get more reps on this one. Just that time under tension and that control of the movement is going to be really, really helpful when we go to do those just straight full range of motion pull-ups. Um, and you're not really going to get what you really should should be getting out of it if you're not scaling appropriately and you're not getting the reps and the control of the movement. So again, don't be afraid to to scale that back just a little bit more. All right, when we finish that up, we are then going to go into the move for today. So it's going to be 16 minutes rotating through a 200-meter run, a slam ball squeeze hanging knees to chest, and then 16 alternating bent over top-to-top -to -top dumbbell rows. So that 200-meter run, um, if we can't run, then we'll go on a bike or a rower. It's going to be about... Um, to uh what am i thinking it's going to be about 200 to 250 on the rower and about five to six hundred on the bike um and then with those eight slam ball squeeze hanging knees to chest so you are going to have a slam ball and you're going to squeeze it right in between the feet or the knees um trying to keep just an active position actively pressing into the slam ball the entire time hold two seconds at the top of each rep with the knees at 90 and then control that all the way back down when we're at full extension in that try and have the feet the feet should be staying slightly in front of the bar just to maintain constant tension on the core um if we are unable to do this with a weighted slam ball then we can totally do this with a foam roller or a yoga block so there's less load but you still are activating kind of the inner part of the legs and just creating a little bit more tension in the body by having something to press into so it does not have to be weighted it can be unweighted um, and then if you're someone that can't hang from a bar due to like a shoulder issue or something like that then we can go into a pvc toes to bar squeezing an object in between the feet or the knees so still getting that activation in the lower part of the body and still in the core and you're still getting that control all the way down all right moving on to 
Thursday. This is August 11th. So we have a, another power explosive workout for the week. So I really like this one. I hope you guys do too. I think this one is really fun. Um, or it sounds really fun. So it's going to be one round. You are going to do, um, you're going to be starting with nine barbell cleans, 18 box jumps, seven barbell cleans, 14 box jumps, five barbell cleans, 10 box jumps, rest three minutes, and then you're going into nine barbell push press, 18 ball slams, seven barbell push press, 14 ball slams, five barbell push press, 10 ball slams, and then it's gonna be a 12 minute cap on that. So because the numbers are a little bit lower on the cleans and the push press, and the numbers do go down, I want you guys to try and go a little bit heavier than you typically would for the cleans and the push press. Even if you're using dumbbells, you can still increase that weight. Um, because the goal is that you really, really have to focus on that push of the lower body, that explosiveness with the hips to be able to get that barbell up to the shoulders or be able to get that up overhead. So that's the focus on this one. We want to be going a little bit heavier, kind of moving out of our comfort zone weight-wise with that. Um, with the box jumps, obviously there are a lot of reps, so we just want to stick with our standard box jump height that we typically use. Um, and we're trying to go consistent on this, not trying to like obviously sprint on this you should be jumping up and then stepping back down not jumping up jumping down I know some people do that um, but don't do that because if you do happen to land the wrong way you can seriously injure yourself so jumping up stepping down but then trying to go right back into that next rep same thing with the ball slams bringing that up overhead slamming it back down and then picking it right back up and just going right back into the next rep so we are kind of looking at almost like short sprinty intervals it's not going to be a max effort sprint just because they are going to be taking obviously longer than how how long you'd be able to sustain a true sprint but i do want you guys to kind of approach it with that type of mindset that you are trying to kind of sprint through this all right when we finish that up we're going to go we are going to go into week nine of our yoga block plank hold progression so we are doing side planks again minute and a half on one minute off for a total of four sets so you're going to be alternating sides so set one you are doing the left side set two you're doing the right set three left side again set four right side um the difference with this week is one that we have increased it by 15 seconds so instead of holding a minute like you did last week you're trying you're going to try and hold another 15 seconds unbroken um and this week we want to try and hold a yoga block in between the knees so the purpose of this is that you want to actively be pressing into that ball um, and by or that ball um, the yoga block and by doing that it's going to create a little bit more activation in the legs and then create almost more of just a kind of a connection between the legs and the midline so a lot of times we're focusing on keeping the core engaged and then the legs are just kind of chilling out while you're in the movement um, I know a lot of people kind of have like their knees bent and stuff too which isn't terrible but what we want to focus on is like I said creating almost like a straight line and just a connection between the legs and the midline so everything is creating tension together and that's just going to overall put you in a better position core wise and just body wise in general and just help you get a lot more out of that movement all right Moving on to Friday, this is August 12th. So we have our endurance-based workout for the week. So again, I really like this one. Um, I think it sounds fun. I hope you guys do too. So it is gonna be one round, starting with an 800 meter run, 50 kettlebell plank horn taps, 80 air squats to a target, six dumbbell Turkish get-ups, 400 meter run, six dumbbell Turkish get-ups, 80 air squats, 50 kettlebell plank horn taps, 800 meter run. 
So you're kind of going down and then back up the ladder and there is a 27 minute time cap on this. So I know a lot of you guys kind of look at some of these endurance workouts sometimes and they look really, really intimidating. The thing I want you guys to focus on with the endurance workout or to kind of think about with this is yes, it's longer, um, but when anything is like longer like that, the heart rate is going to be a lot more controlled and sustained. The goal isn't to start out really hot and spike the heart rate really hot, really, really high. You should be able to control that heart rate the entire time. So you're able to stay moving throughout the whole thing. So instead of looking at it and thinking about how you're going to get really gassed out, that's not necessarily the focus on this. The focus is that that heart rate is more controlled. So you're able to stay moving the entire time. You're not supposed to be pushing a fast, fast pace on that 800 meter run. If anything, we want you to go a little bit slower than you typically would. So then you're able to come back in and go right into that next movement. Same thing with that 400 meter run, um, trying to take that a little bit slower. So it does allow you to go right into the next movement when you, when you get back from that run, um, with those kettlebell plank horn taps, that is going to be, you're going to be in a front plank and you're going to have a kettlebell in front of you. You do want it to be probably about like a foot away, maybe a little bit less than that. Um, But holding that front plank, you're lifting one hand up, keeping the arm straight, and you're just tapping the top of the kettlebell, bringing the hand down, and that's going to be one rep. So you are doing 50 total of those 80 air squats to a target. So we want everyone to be squatting down to like a med ball or a box or something like that. A lot of times what happens is when the legs kind of get tired on the air squat, the air squat turns into um, more of a kind of more of a dip and more of a dip um, instead of a squat and it's called a squat so we don't want you guys to start just dipping the legs Um, so that's why we want everyone to be kind of be squatting to a target just so it does keep you consistent and you are getting that full range of motion and muscle activation that we're looking for Um, I'd rather have you guys go full range of motion and have to obviously break up those 80 those 80 air squat squats versus going less range of motion um, and not getting full depth and then going unbroken and not really getting what you want. Obviously, um, everyone's range of motion is going to vary based on their personal kind of limitations. So someone might be going below parallel and then you might, your range of motion might be capping you like right above parallel or something like that. And that's totally fine. That's going to be your range of motion for the movement. Um, but when I say, um, we don't want you guys doing a dip, we don't really, we don't want you doing a dip. There's a, there's a difference between a dip and a, and an air squat right above parallel. Um, then you're gonna go into six dumbbell Turkish get-ups. It's gonna be three on each side. You can do three on one, three on the other. You can alternate kind of whatever works best for you with that, that's up to you guys. Um, and then again, going down back up the ladder. So like I said, 27 minute time cap on this. If you finish in under 27 minutes, that's great. If you don't, it's just 27 minutes of movement. So again, just to reiterate this movement, this workout is not about going super, super fast. It's about going at more of a controlled pace. So you don't wanna be walking it, but you don't wanna be sprinting it. You want that heart rate to stay pretty level the entire time. All right, when we finish that up, we're just gonna go into a cool down, a little bit of active recovery. So once we finish up that workout, once the 27 minutes is done, you guys can kind of take a minute just to chill out, lay on the ground if you want to, but then we're gonna go into a 200 meter recovery walk. So um, initially we want you guys to focus on just deep breaths in through the nose, out through the mouth. But then once we finish that, once we take like five to 10 of those deep breaths, we want to try and get ourselves into nasal breathing. So that's in through the nose, out through the nose. The good thing with nasal breathing is that it'll kind of help you calm the body a lot faster than breathing in through the nose and out through the mouth really will. The in through the nose, out through the mouth is great for workouts and kind of pushing the intensity and stuff, but the nasal breathing is going to be really, really important for 
just allowing you to recover that system just a little bit more. So after those first five to 10 deep breaths, we want you guys to try and get into nasal breathing and then try and just continue that on that last 100 meters or so of that walk. When we get back in, we're gonna go into a one minute child's pose up against the wall and then one minute alternating single arm hanging rotations. This is just to kind of stretch out the T-spine a little bit, stretch out the back um, and all of that stuff too. And just the shoulders and the arms and stuff too, especially after kind of the horn taps and the um, the Turkish get-ups. All right, moving on to Saturday. This is the last workout of the week. This is August 13th. So we are going to go into more of a steady type of workout. This is less heart rate focused, especially after Friday's endurance workout and the breathing from Thursday and all that stuff. We're not going to go super crazy on any of that um, today. So it's going to be an every minute on the minute for 16 minutes. It's going to be a total of four sets. Minute one, you are doing barbell, back rack, sumo stance, good mornings. Minute two, bench supported glute bridge hold dumbbell pullovers. Minute three, alternating side vertical seated ring pull-ups. And then minute four is rest. So I'm gonna explain all these movements because they probably sound foreign to, to some of you guys. So with that barbell back rack sumo stance, good morning, you are gonna have a bar on the back. It is gonna be coming from the floor. So we're not looking to go super heavy on it. You should be able to pick it up from the floor, press it up overhead and lower it safely onto your back. And then also be able to press it up from your back and put it safely down on the ground. So if you can't do either of those, um, then I'll go over the next option um, in a second. But if we can have that bar on the back with that sumo stance, we want the legs wide, feet slightly pointed out to the side, and just a soft bend in the knees. So it's not like a sumo squat or a sumo deadlift where you're going into more of that squat position. This one we do want to be more in that hinged position. We're just changing um, kind of where the feet are in the position of the legs. So by taking more of that wider stance, we are going to be hitting the adductors, the inside of the legs, much more than just a typical regular Romanian or stiff leg deadlift where we're attacking just the back of the legs and the hamstrings much more. They both are great for building the legs. We're just kind of hitting the muscles a little bit different with this one. So again, wide stance, soft bend the knees, pushing the hips back, getting that stretch in the hamstrings and the inside of the thighs. And then focusing on squeezing the glutes, pushing through the floor, standing all the way up. So you're gonna do that for a minute. I would say probably, probably about 50, 55 seconds, stopping about five seconds before the minute is up, just so you can transition to that next one. That second movement, bench supported glute bridge hold dumbbell pullover. So you're gonna have the middle back supported up on a bench. If we don't have enough benches, then we have boxes and we can put a yoga mat on it just to make it a little bit more comfortable. Um, but that middle back is gonna be supported up on a bench and you're gonna be holding in the top of a bridge position. So, um, or the top of almost like a hip thrust position. So squeezing the glutes, knees should be at about 90, actively pressing the feet through the floor and keeping a tight hip position. So we're not looking to just arch the back up. We do want to keep the hips tucked and keep the glutes squeezed on that as well. With that dumbbell, you're going to be holding one dumbbell in both hands. Um, and we'll go over this a little bit more in class, but I almost kind of like to cup the bottom of like that head of the dumbbell, um, kind of where it meets the handle. And then with this one, you're going to start with the dumbbell straight up like kind of right over your, your face. Um, and then with straight arms, you are going to extend all the way back. So the arms are extended kind of right in line with the ears. Um, and that dumbbell is kind of straight down facing toward the ground. And then by squeezing the lats, pressing the middle back into the bench, you are gonna pull it back up so it's straight and up overhead or straight kind of out in front of you. Um, and that is gonna be one rep. So again, reaching all the way back, stretching the lats. We can add a little bit of, kind of almost like an elbow bend too when we're fully behind to get a little bit more range of motion in there. 
and then extending the arms and trying to push the lats down into the bench to pull that forward. And we're gonna do that again for about 50, 55 seconds. Then that third movement, alternating side vertical seated ring pull-ups. So you're gonna be directly under rings. So you're gonna be sitting directly underneath a set of rings, kind of like a pull-up. So your torso should be vertical and you're going to have a ring for each hand, ideally. So we might have to kind of offset these movements a little bit just so everyone is able to get to a set of rings. Um, but the arms are gonna be fully extended, palms facing away from you. So again, like the bottom of a pull-up. And then you are going to pull the shoulder blades back and down to initiate the movement, drive the elbows kind of wide out behind the body. And then as you're pulling up, you're gonna try and pull the chin over toward one ring. So you're still pulling down with both arms or pulling up with both arms, but you're going to alternate which arm you're kind of favoring and which side you're trying to get the chin over. So for example, I do my first one, get my chin up over the right side, extend all the way back down. And the next rep, I'm trying to pull my chin up over the left side and then extend back down. And you're gonna be doing that for a full minute. So we're gonna go through this one for the entire minute and then minute four is gonna be rest and then you're gonna repeat that and it's gonna be a total of four rounds. All right, when we finish that up, we are gonna go into week nine of our grip strength or barbell hold progression. So this week it's gonna be a 600 meter dumbbell or kettlebell farmer's carry. We've been doing 400 meters for the last two weeks. So this week we did up that distance. If you did the 400 meter carry in the past two weeks, then use the same load for this one that you did for the 400 meter carry. If you did not do that 400 meter carry, then I would choose a moderate load um, that will get challenging if you're holding it for a long period of time. So. This would be obviously kind of your tester to figure out what your baseline is if you didn't do that 400 meter carry. Um, but with this one, you should have to break it up at least once with that 600 meters. Um, or if you do go unbroken, if you have great grip strength, um, then you should be really, really kind of re feel really, really challenged at the end of that one and be really fighting to hold on to that weight um, and maintain that position. If you finish up that 600 and you're just kind of going for a nice leisurely walk, then you went way too light. So next week we could totally go heavier if that is the case. All right. That is it, guys. That's what we have for you. So if you guys have any questions, please reach out to Andrew or I, and we can't wait to see you guys in class this week.